Hello friends and welcome back to Rent Free with Mackenzie Davis. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different, not really as real estate centered, so I hope that's okay with you guys. I'm trying to be a bit more broad in the terms of the content that I'm putting out just because like obviously real estate is not the only part of my life. So let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you want more episodes kind of like this or just on different topics. Today I wanted to kind of just talk with you guys, update you guys. I've had a few guests on the past few weeks, so I haven't really got to chat with you all that much. And then I also wanted to talk about mental health um, and how that affects me. And I'll kind of tie that into real estate, but um, mostly just talking about normalizing mental health issues, especially in creators and in business owners and people that are portrayed as strong in the eye of the people, but really truly are just like everyone else. I'm sure that that's something everyone can agree on, but I don't think that it's something that even if we agree on it, people still judge people. Um, I don't think that's cool. So before I go and get all into it, um, I want to first say I'm driving back to school right now. Spring break just ended. I had a great spring break at home and I didn't go anywhere. Um, I didn't want to go anywhere because I'm going to Italy this summer for two and a half weeks. So I'm trying to like save my money and, you know, kind of allocate it all for that kind of fun instead of doing two smaller trips, you know, within like the same two month time period. I did have a bit of FOMO. I saw a lot of people going a lot of fun places, a lot of tan people, and I'm jealous, but um, I had a real estate closing. I had a interview for grad school, and I did accept the interview, so I will be going to Towson in the fall. I know that you guys have been on this journey with me with my updates on how that's going. So I did finally make that decision. It's a master's program for clinical psychology. I'm so excited. I really, really loved the program when I visited. And it turns out that it's actually funded and I get a stipend as well. Um, and that was something I was really concerned about when looking at grad programs. In fact, that's the, the reason I pursued a PhD in the beginning because it was funded and they give you a stipend, and um, yeah, so now that that's kind of not an issue, I'm much, much happier. I think it will be a lot less stressful than a PhD program and a lot less time commitment, um, which is great for real estate, but regardless, super pumped about that. I did hear back from all the other schools as well, so I actually got rejected from every single PhD program that I applied to. Um, I can make excuses all day for why that happened. I know, I know in my heart that I'm a good, a good applicant. Like I did what I was supposed to. I had the grades. I had the research. I had everything. But I think what I lacked in is like time. So I graduated early. Um, a lot of people that go to clinical programs work. They graduate college and go and work for a while and then go to PhD programs or they get their master's and then go. And so that's really where I think I lose out in that I've only been in college for three years. And even though those three years are jam-packed, it's still just three years. So I think that's one area that like my application lacked and then not to blame everything on COVID because I know that's something we tend to do, but 
they didn't accept any students last year. PhD programs were not accepting students, or at least most were not. And so a lot of people waited until this year. So in all the rejection letters I got, they said, you know, thank you, you were a great applicant, but we've had a record number of applications, and obviously I wasn't one of the top applicants, which hurt. Don't get me wrong, it hurt a lot. I had a day where I, like, cried, like, a lot. But, um, I'm okay with it now. I really, really am. Like, I'm not just saying that. Like, I think that in a year, when I'm in the program and I'm doing all of that stuff, I will find this as a blessing in disguise. Um, if you're not familiar, PhD programs are five years for clinical psychology because you have a year of internship as well. And for masters, they're only two. Um, and so I think I can achieve a lot more goals in other realms like real estate and just personal goals with staying at Towson um, or staying local, which is Towson. It's about 45 minutes from me. So no, not even 45. It's like 30 minutes from me, which is not bad at all. And so I can commute if I need to. And like that lets me not be in a rush to buy my first property. Um, there's a lot of good things about it as well as like my boyfriend and I have been long distance for the entirety of college. So since he started college and he's a year older than me, um, it's, it'll be four full years that we've been going back and forth and visiting and doing long distance. And it's been a lot. Um, and I'm very excited that like, we won't have to do that anymore and he'll be back in our hometown as well. So it'll just be a really, really nice change. Um, I'm excited to see what happens and I'm excited to kind of chill out for a minute. Um, I feel like college, especially this year, I've been all over the place. I mean, in a good way, like I've been doing so much stuff and I couldn't be more grateful for that. But at the same time, it is chaotic and I'm ready to, you know, just be me. Um, I don't know if that was super broad or not, but what I'm talking about more is like, I have so many leadership positions right now and I'm involved in a sorority and I live with four other people or three other people. And I have been to Florida and Colorado and all these different places this year, which of course is fun, super fun. Love it. But again, just a lot of traveling, a lot of driving back and forth and a lot of things in between, not to mention I'm a full-time student and I have a job at school and then there's real estate at home and like all of those things are just, they, you know, you can only do so much for so long until you burn out and I feel that way in regards to like the positions and the things that I've done for three years to build my application. So like psychology club and like I'm the research coordinator for my research lab, and that's a lot of work. And um, and even in my sorority, my my position, like planning parents weekend and senior week and stuff, like I just don't have interest in those things anymore, or at least to the degree that I once did. So that's kind of where I'm at with all of that, and I'm very excited to graduate in May and just literally have the freedom to do whatever it is that I want to do because I don't have to squeeze all this stuff in a small amount of time before I head back to school in the fall. Um, I am going, obviously, back to school in the fall, but I'm going right down the street, <laughs> and I'm not having to travel four and a half hours every time I want to come home, or two hours every time I want to see my boyfriend, or, you know, stuff like that. Um, 
And so that's kind of my headspace right now. Um, for some reason with that, I've been having horrible anxiety and that's something that I've dealt with more recently, like since I was like 18 and I'm 21 now. Um, I never experienced anxiety and I ended up going to a therapist and all of that good stuff and finding out that I do in fact have a few different kinds of anxiety. Um, and I'm supposed to take medication for it as needed, but funny enough, that medication actually makes me feel worse, um, which I can explain in a second, but really like the, the idea of this episode and what I wanted to get into about mental health is, is showing that my life is great on social media and you guys see so much of that, but like there is a person in here and I do have these feelings and one of the most common comments I get on my post is, well, I have social anxiety. I don't think I can do real estate. Well, I have this and I don't think I can do that. And I kind of realized, you know, there's not enough representation in any media form for any job because that's not what you're going to highlight when you're talking on the internet. You're going to highlight the good parts. Um, but that kind of gives people unrealistic expectations, especially in a job like real estate, because it is such a high stress job. And I've definitely talked about that on TikTok. I don't want you guys to ever think that I would lie to you or anything in that regard. I actually had a, another TikToker who has around 300,000 followers. Um, and I actually followed her for a long time. I think she's really cool. She made a video specifically about me and you're probably like, what, how do you know it was about you? Well, <laughs> she commented on my post. I had made a video being like, it's so crazy that I've made so much money from my childhood bedroom. And Obviously, videos where I put a number in them or I talk about money, they blow up the most because people get excited by money. They want to know how to do it. They think that's crazy and that's cool. And, and I love that for people. My whole TikTok account shows people how to get into real estate. Like, that's all that I post about. And so I like to show people that you can do it in any scenario. That was the idea behind the video, not trying to be like, oh, let me flex on everyone. And I don't think that most of my followers feel that way, but I was posting it trying to be like, well, if I did this in my childhood bedroom and I'm a college student, like you can do it too. Saying that I don't include anything about how there's so much hard work that goes into it and whatever. And then she goes and posts a video that's like, when young TikTokers are on TikTok, or when young realtors are on TikTok, going on about how much money you can make in real estate, and don't ever talk about the hard parts. And it's like that sound that's like, no, no, don't say that. And then they like slap their mouth or whatever. Um, and so immediately I knew it was from about me or at least inspired by me because she had just commented on my post. And I've said this before, but I am pretty sensitive in that way. Like I read my comments all the time and stuff like that bothers me because I think it challenges my character in a way. Like she's saying that I just only care about the money and, and like the views and all of those things. And like, I'm, I'm misleading people. Um, but really if you watch my videos, you can only scroll a few videos without me telling you guys about a bad day I had or about a funny story or about the fees that are involved. And 
there's tons and tons of videos on my account like that so it annoys me and I know realistically I cannot expect every single person to go and scroll on my TikTok account but I just don't like that it comes off that way to people um, and so I blocked her even though I really liked her content I blocked her because I don't deal with that stuff I'm not gonna just like play this game where we follow each other and then she's making weird content about me like sorry no you're not gonna see my content anymore um, and then I deleted her comments so no one would go find her and then you know whatever because I'm also not trying to create like some drama and then I posted a video on my TikTok account about it and said, I hope you guys know basically what I just said here, that I would never mislead people and, and that I'm really here for you guys and to help people. So that's kind of where I think my stress this week was lying um, around TikTok. And it made me also realize that, you know, people say stuff all the time because they're hidden behind a phone screen, and I can guarantee you she's probably jealous, she's probably bitter, and she would never say that to my face. And obviously I know that, but just saying that doesn't make it better. It still sucks, and reading comments like that or from anyone definitely affects my mental health. Um... And not to mention, all of the other stuff going on in my life as well has just really been weighing on me. And when stuff like that happens and I start to get overwhelmed, that's when my anxiety is at its peak, um, which is a hard balance to find because I'm a busy body. Like, I love being busy and I want to be busy all the time. But then it gets to a point where it's like, how busy can you really be before you make yourself sick, really? or make yourself freak out or panic attack or whatever. And so, you know, I just kind of had to take a step back. I had a bit of a rough week in terms of like mental, mental health. And I had to recognize that I needed to do things for myself. I need to do self-care quite literally. I have been drinking probably a little bit too much lately. Um, whenever there's big events or fun things going on, I mean, I am 21, I'm in college, I'm gonna drink, and I don't, I'm not, like, saying I'm an alcoholic or anything, um, but there's just been so many things happening lately where I've been drinking for them, like, being home for spring break with my friends from home, and then, you know, back at school, there's birthdays, and my friend, my roommate came to visit at home, so it's just, like, a lot of different things, um, and I don't think that's good for my mental health. I really don't, especially waking up hungover. You never want to be in that position, um, and having anxiety just makes things ten times worse. So, you know, that's something I've been dealing with this past week as well. I decided to get my Orange Theory membership back because... Last year, I started going to Orange Theory, and it was the best thing I ever did. I went every day for multiple weeks. I do this thing where I fixate on workouts or even food or something. Like, I do this with a lot of different things. And so I've done it with yoga before, where I'll do yoga, like, every single day for a while. Or, like, Orange Theory. But I have not been consistent in my workouts or in a routine or in my lifestyle 
literally anything in my life has not been consistent lately. And I think that's something that I'm learning I really value is consistency. I like a schedule. I like to stick to that schedule. And it's catching up to me in the sense that I can't just do whatever I want all the time because it will affect me in the ways that it is now. And so I ended up getting my Orange Theory membership back. I'm starting back tomorrow, back in my college town. And I'm trying to challenge myself to actually lose, I think it's 18 pounds. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty fit person in general, but I tend to, you know, get in these busy times and just neglect that part of my life. I don't eat as healthy. I don't focus on those things. And I want to challenge myself. I want to give myself a goal. Back to the goals. We're always on the goals. I tell you guys all the time I'm a super goal-oriented person. But I want to challenge myself. And I'm going to do that so that I have something to work towards and also something that will keep me on the right track in terms of a routine. It also just, like, working out just helps my mental health. Like, I have to work out for my brain, and when I don't, like I said, I'm here, and now we're dealing with this. So we're going to see how things go with that. Um, I'm hoping that I can stick to it. And I know that I, like, said this earlier, but it's just really hard sometimes in this kind of college world that I live in because I am constantly bouncing back and forth and also just have an unpredictable schedule um, and, and real estate's like that too, honestly. Like if I went full time into real estate, it would be hard because you just do what your clients need you to do. And that makes your life a little bit inconsistent. But regardless, that doesn't mean you can't make things work. You just have to be driven. You have to do what is what you want. And that's what I'm trying to get myself back to I'm trying to be more of that driven person that I know that I can be. And I'm hoping that will have a positive effect on my mental health as well. I wanted an episode like this also because I am going to school for clinical psychology officially. And I have this huge goal of reducing the stigma that, that stands around mental health um, for these reasons, you know. Like, I think if we understood people more, people would be kinder and people would feel less alone. And that's so important, especially now. I mean, after COVID, like, I know suicide, suicide rates are higher and, you know, whatever, all that stuff's going on. And, like, we need to be here for each other more and just be more understanding and more empathetic. Empathy is a huge thing for me. I feel like you have to be empathetic. Something else also is, like, I'm a super introspective person, so I really, really analyze everything that I do. That's kind of part of my anxiety, but I'm very aware of my actions and how they affect people, and I'm very aware of how my actions affect myself, but I don't think that a lot of people outside of the psychology space or outside of the space that I'm in really think like that. Um, I know people do, but... I don't think enough people do, and I don't think enough people consider how what's going on in their life and what's going on around them is making them 
you know, feel how they do feel. Um, and that to me is crucial because you need to be able to recognize what is hurting you and what is helping you, what you need to do more of, what you need to do less of, not just for yourself, but because if you're not doing the things that are best for you, or if you're doing too much of the things that are the worst for you, you're not going to be growing. You're not going to be progressing in any way. So that means like your business, your job, school, friendships, relationships, whatever it is, like you cannot make progress and kind of be at a higher level if you're stuck in these ways. And so that kind of relates to real estate, you know, it's, it's hard to recognize that your personal life and taking care of yourself is going to affect your business, but it totally will. And that's why I saved $20 from every single commission I made this summer. And at the end of the summer, I treated myself to a spa day and any day throughout the summer where I was feeling anxious or whatever, I would go to Orange Theory. And it's like, those are the things that you have to recognize for yourself that it's okay to care for yourself. It's actually something you're supposed to do. And this world we live in is so fast paced that people don't prioritize themselves. They prioritize everything else first. And so I don't know. I hope that resonates with people. It really resonates with me. And I like to think about that kind of thing a lot and really evaluate what I'm doing and, and how it, how it does affect me. Um, I want to go back to what I said earlier, you know, people commenting that they have social anxiety or they have anxiety about driving cars and they're scared to do showings and all of these things and let you know that trust me, I understand it. And I'm not trying to say like, Oh, I get it, whatever. It's going to be fine because that's obviously not the case. And, and I'm sure people have worse anxiety than I do or that it's different and different things are going to affect everyone differently. But just coming from someone who has anxiety, um, and deals with it pretty often, I can tell you that that anxiety passes pretty quickly. You get used to the things that you're doing, um, very quickly and you are confident in yourself. And to me, confidence is a big factor in anxiety because if I am in a social situation and I'm not comfortable with the person, I'm not confident in what I'm saying, it's hard for me to not be anxious because I don't know how what I'm saying is going to affect them or I don't know how they're interpreting what I'm saying. If they think I'm weird, that kind of a thing is really where my social anxiety lies. But once you get more confident, once you know the person better, once you do the thing for longer, that kind of fades away. And so my advice for you is, you know, obviously take care of yourself, but if you think real estate is something you really want to do and something that you would really love, it's worth that initial anxiety and that initial uneasiness, which I know is hard, to deal with it for a few weeks or maybe a month and really just let yourself get used to what it is being a realtor and like what that job is and everything. Um, to the the 
person, I think it was just one person who said that, you know, they have super anxiety about driving cars and things like that. I also can relate to that. Um, I I don't know if I've ever talked about this online, but I have death anxiety, which I don't even know if there's a like actual term for that. This is like the newest form of anxiety that I have, but, um, man, is it a freaking struggle. So I also sometimes just depends on the day that my brain wants to make me hate myself. I'll have a hard time driving because I get scared just irrationally about, you know, car accidents and, and I super fixate on that kind of stuff. And like, as of recently, like flying has been really hard for me. I get really claustrophobic and have like a panic attack on the plane. And like, that's a whole other thing. I say all that just to tell you that I get where you're coming from. Like that, that has been a feeling that I've also had in the past. And I don't know that if I felt that way every single time about driving, if I could do this job. And I'm just being completely honest because most of your job is showings. Um, The contracts and all of that stuff takes a lot less time than the showings do. But if you're working with a buyer, I mean, you're going to be showing them multiple, multiple properties, especially in this market. You know, your first offer is probably not going to get accepted. You have to drive to the closings, you have to drive to the inspection, you have to do all of those things. So it is a big part of your job. Um, And so if that's something that you don't think that you could get used to or work on more, I don't really think that this job would be the best for you. I hope that doesn't come off as like rude. I'm just trying to be honest because I would hate for someone to get their entire real estate license and then find out that it's not something they're even able to do because of the transportation. So I hope again that that is like helpful and not like annoying. Last point that I wanted to touch on in this episode is like, I think a lot of creators make episodes like this, like of their podcast or on the internet or whatever, because you reach a certain point where people forget that you're a person. And I don't think I've necessarily reached that point or anything, but I do think that when I have viral videos, you know, people don't know who I am, they just scroll by, and they feel like they can say whatever they want underneath my videos, Um, and luckily, I haven't had it too bad, like, I haven't really experienced it all that, all that much, but it's back to that, you know, idea of people just hiding behind their phone screens, and, and, you know, we've been having this conversation for years about people being, like, bullies online and whatever. I just feel like it's important that I say that, because it really does make more sense to me now, being in this position, Um, like Emma Chamberlain, for example, talks about this all the time. And like, I think that she is in such a public eye and people feel so close to her where they feel like they can just say whatever they want to her, even if they've never met her in real life, because that's the kind of bond she makes with her, her fans, which is great, but not when they feel like they can be rude or invasive or whatever it might be. So take that with a grain of salt, but just remember when you're on social media that even the most crazy people, even the people that have the craziest lives, or at least appear to, also struggle with these kinds of things. I mean, there's a reason big creators turn their comments off and do things like that because it's not worth their mental health. It's not worth sacrificing to connect with these people 
because while a hundred great comments might be there, that one really mean comment is going to stand out so much more. And that's kind of how I felt about that video and the comment that said creator made. Um, it just ruined my day, you know? It's like, let's support people, let's be nice, and let's not make hateful videos after you've directly commented on my post. Um, anyway, I don't know. And I don't know what to say to close off this episode either. I kind of just want to leave it open and, like, also let you guys know that I'm a resource to you in many ways. I hope you know that. And I mean this genuinely. When it comes to mental health, that is such a passion of mine. Like, and I love to help people. So if you're struggling, if anyone you know is struggling and you need someone to reach out to, like, DM me on Instagram. Literally, I will give you my phone number. Like, I don't care. And I would be happy to talk to you and talk through things if you don't have someone to talk to. Um, I know that that just got really deep really quick. I, I wasn't saying that I, like, need someone to talk to or whatever. But I know that it gets to those points for people. And, and I just want all of my listeners and all of my followers to know that, like, I will be that resource for everyone and anyone until I physically can't read all my DMs anymore. You know what I'm saying? But I try to do them every day. So DMs are always open and that's for questions for real estate. If you want to ask about grad school, if you want to talk about your mental health or literally what you ate for dinner yesterday, I don't care. I'm here for it. Let's talk about it. With that, I'm going to end this week's episode. As I said at the beginning, I know this was different. I know this is a bit more deep and more serious, but I really like the idea of you guys knowing me better on a more personal level. I like the idea of creating conversations that are important, just like the one I feel like we just had. Um, And yeah. Oh, also, meant to say this. I don't think I'm going to do video for my podcast anymore. It takes a lot more time and effort for me to do video, which is fine. I mean, like, obviously I want to put out really great content, but... It's just a big stressor in my life right now, and I need to wait until the summer when I can be at home and have a consistent setup. Like, at school, I don't have anywhere to, like, film a video, and I end up sitting on the floor, and then my camera's blurry, and then it makes me annoyed because I spent so much time setting up the camera, and it didn't even work how I wanted it to, and it's like, I just need to wait until I have a more consistent setup. And I think that the podcast will actually be better if I can just do them on my phone or do them on my microphone without you guys having to see me. Um, and yeah, I hope that's okay for now. I, um, I'll be on TikTok in full force. Hopefully I can put out some YouTube videos here in the next few months. I have a lot of really great ideas. I want to be more on YouTube this summer and build that following as well. So definitely check that out if you haven't. I do have some videos up, but I love you guys so much. I appreciate you following me and listening and everything. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.